It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company bringing you life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, virtually every day as we meet with clients during their nutrition counseling sessions, we hear life-changing stories. You know, clients change their eating habits from pancakes and muffins and pastas and bagels to meat, fish, vegetables cooked in olive oil or butter. And in a short time, they no longer are anxious. They no longer have achy muscles, and their metabolism kicks in and they lose weight. I heard a client yesterday tell her friend, you know, I changed my food, and the weight just slid off me. (laughs) But I know the real reason she changed her diet. She wanted to put her autoimmune disease into remission, and guess what? She did. The weight loss was just an extra little bonus for her. 30 pounds, of course, but it was an extra little little bonus. bonus. Yeah. So joining me today as our co-host is Katie Harla. Katie is a registered and licensed dietitian. She sees clients at our Wayzata location and also at our Lakeville office. In addition, she teaches many lunch and learn nutrition classes for large and small businesses. She's a very busy (laughs) nutrition educator. And Katie, not only... Do we have great life-changing stories from clients, but you actually have one from a listener from On Dishing Up Nutrition, don't you, today? I sure do. But just, you know, before we even start that, you know, busy is right. Yes. We are we are running around, but busy is so good, isn't it, Dar? It is busy. Yes, it, it is. You know, <laughs> to me, when we're so busy like this, it means we're out there teaching people about how good nutrition can so positively influence their lives. And you know what? I think we've been teaching long enough now, and they're starting to really believe it. They really are. They're starting to catch on and listen. Um, so I do. I want to share something with you. This, this email is from Anne Marie, and she says, Thank you so much for your show. I have learned so much about inflammation and metabolism. I struggled with my weight for years. Encouraged by your show, in the last four months, I have lost 30 pounds. Amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Anne. By eating the weight and wellness sway and also taking a few key supplements. I have not only lost weight, but due to the information on your show, I am virtually free of my fibromyalgia symptoms. She Thank just you. threw that in, right? She just, to top it off, I'm also free of my pain. She lost how many pounds? 30? 30. 30. 30 pounds, and then she also is not experiencing pain. So thank you again for your great show. You know, it's those testimonials and words of encouragement that keep us doing what we do, right, Dar? It is. And Anne-Marie, thanks so much for sending, taking the time to send us this email because we, it's sometimes we don't know when we're reaching people that are listening to the show. Sometimes, unless we hear that feedback, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we help somebody else too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know, when she talks about the weight and wellness way of eating, that's so simple, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, you know, we talk about it all the time, but for anybody who needs a refresher out there. It's meat, healthy meat, healthy animal protein. Yep. A little carbohydrate, like vegetable carbohydrates. Right. And healthy fats. Yes. Olive oil, avocados, butter. butter. A favorite around here is coconut oil. Yes. Yes. So it's really a simple way of eating. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, you know, today our topic is addictive eating. 
So if you're caught in the spiral of addictive eating, we want to help you consider a new way to think about your addictive eating pattern. You know, and if you struggle with addictive eating, you may have sought out treatment that's centered on a psychological approach to why you can't stop eating sugar and why you can't stop eating carbs once you start. Mm -hmm. So usually the therapist will have you connect a childhood event or events to your addictive eating. Sometimes clients will describe addictive eating as emotional eating. You know, sometimes when we sit down with clients, they kind of say this to us, you know, you are the first person that has connected my overeating and my addictive eating with food and brain chemistry, you know, not situations. It's all biochemistry. It is. (laughs) So, you know, honestly, the psychological approach, frankly, it doesn't have a very high success rate. And what I think is even more sad is that it leaves a person with addictive eating problems, feeling even more like a failure. You know, it's kind of like, why isn't this working? I'm doing what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and, you know, what else is going on? So, you know, I we've had clients come back, and they've had 10 years of therapy, mm-hmm. and they're still out of control with their eating, feeling totally miserable. And I know after 25 years of counseling clients with eating issues, I figured there's a better approach, a better treatment that gets better results. Better results that we've seen, right? Yes, that we've seen. Time and time again. So addictive eating isn't a psychological, emotional problem. I mean, this is a big step for people Mm -hmm. to understand. But it's a biochemical, nutritional cause. It's a brain chemistry Mm -hmm. problem. Yeah. And so we have to... So you have to work on the brain chemistry. You have to work on the brain chemistry, not necessarily be tying it to these situations or these events in life. There's something else to dig into. So let's dig into this a little bit more and look at some of the biochemical parts of addictive eating. You know, absolutely. So as a dietitian and as someone who used to struggle with addictive eating, I get this one. I've been there. So I think this is important, Katie. I think you're right. It's someone that you actually, you can relate to because you've been there. So when people are, when I'm sitting down with people and they go, oh, you know, I have addictive eating and I get home and I, okay, it's three o'clock and I'm raiding the cupboards and I just eat everything in sight. I, it just brings back memories. And I'm like, I I understand. I've, I've had that situation. And you don't have that problem now. No. Now I do not have that problem. So at one time, not too many years ago, I experienced what I would now call addictive eating. I didn't really know what was going on then. Um, But if I started with, oh, I don't know, say a box of cereal, I couldn't stop eating it. So often, with tears in my eyes, I'd throw away whatever was left of my cereal box in hopes I could stop eating it. Katie, I would call that addictive eating. That is addictive eating. You are right. You know, I had discovered my addictive eating got worse when I decided to become a vegetarian while I was in school to become a dietitian. So that's kind of an interesting clue right Mm -hmm. there, isn't it? Yes. It actually got worse while you cut back. On meat. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I thought, you know, kind of I thought at the time I was being a superior um, dietitian student. I was like, I'm going to be a vegetarian and I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best dietitian student in this class. But at the time I didn't even realize that that no meat diet that I all of a sudden, um, started to pick up was actually increasing my compulsive eating and throwing off my brain chemistry. All the things I wish I would have known before Dar. (laughs) (laughs) So Katie, let's kind of stop here for a minute and explain to people why your addictive eating increased as you mm-hmm. stopped eating meat or fish. You know, I know in the past on other shows, yes, 
you talked about when you stopped, well, when you became a vegetarian, yes. your acne got worse. Oh, it was awful. And you actually gained weight. I did. You know, and that was the one of the most interesting pieces. I was like, another piece of it was like, I'm going to eat extra low fat, too. And I started gaining weight. Gaining weight. Okay, so then the next step was we've got to talk about the change in your brain chemistry because yes. your compulsive eating got worse. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I learned after coming to Nutritional Weight and Wellness is in order to make important brain chemicals, you know, those brain chemicals that reduce the addictive pattern, you need some type of animal protein. So like eggs, meat, fish, cheese, or cottage cheese. So all of those that I started to eliminate, really, essentially from my diet, mm-hmm. those were the things, those were my building blocks to build those brain chemicals that would have helped slow my addictive eating. So the reality is if you're deficient in any of these important brain chemicals, you know, you're going to crave sugar and processed carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one of those brain chemicals is called serotonin, and it is a very important brain chemical. And honestly, when you're low in serotonin, what you tend to crave are muffins, bagels, pasta, and bread. And simple, simple, simple. You make your serotonin from animal mm-hmm. protein. So that doesn't mean you have to eat a steak. You know, no. you could eat eggs. You could sure. And you could if you're not dairy sensitive, you could eat cottage cheese. Those make serotonin. Those break down to those building blocks that increase that brain chemical. In fact, in one of our show, in one of our uh, classes, our weight and wellness class, I believe, we have something that's called a serotonin Sunday, don't we? We sure do. And it's got some, oh, it has whey protein in it. It has yogurt in it. You get to throw some berries in there. It's such a nice treat. And so you make your serotonin, your brain chemicals, mm-hmm. when you eat that. Yes, we make our brain chemicals. So I never made <clears throat> that connection before. Um, let's talk about another maybe brain Maybe before you start yeah. talking about that, I think maybe we should take a break, I Katie. think you're right. I was going to actually <laughs> <clears throat> say that right after. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to send out a greeting to all of you who took the weight and wellness series this pack past weekend in Duluth. It was chilly, but what a warm and fun group. Angela and I had a great time meeting you and working with you. And we really hope that you will invite us back. So, Gail, thanks for pulling it together and for all of your support. If you missed last weekend's classes, the Weight and Wellness Series will take place the weekend of March 3rd and 4th in Maple Grove. So nurses, all the nurses out there, you can receive up to 14.4 continuing education credits. And Katie, the good thing is we provide a Saturday lunch and some snacks. So get some balanced foods in there, too. (laughs) You know, on top of that, you get to learn what foods support great health for yourself and for your family. So call today, 651-699-3438, or sign up online at weightandwellness.com. Allow me to blow your mind. Ready? Fat doesn't make you fat. You okay? Still listening? All right, I got another one. Sugar substitutes actually cause you to gain weight. Whoa, is it opposite day? Nope, just dropping a little science on you. The kind you'll learn at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The kind that will teach you how to eat real food that gets you to your real weight and makes you feel real good. For good. Because the point system doesn't add up. The starvation diet is mean. And you can count on calorie counting to let you down every single time. Learn to eat the way people did when obesity was an exception, not an epidemic. And learn how much delicious, real, vital food you can eat. That's the part that will really blow your mind and eventually your butt right off your backside. 
To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, interestingly, studies have found when people start exercising, they start changing other habits. Typically, people who exercise start eating better, they smoke less, they use their credit cards less, and frequently they're less stressed. And I have also found that when people pay attention to their food and they eat better, they also start to exercise. There's something about practicing one good habit that makes another good habit a lot easier. So if you have questions today about addictive eating, just give us a call. We're at 651-641-1071, and we were talking about how foods make your neurotransmitters or your brain chemicals. Yeah, we were specifically talking and digging in to serotonin, but there's another brain chemical I think we should talk about, Dar. Okay, and that would be? That's dopamine. So dopamine is another very important brain chemical, and when you're deficient in dopamine, you can become addicted to a number of things. Um, sugar. Yes. And, you know, that's classic for people that are low in dopamine, get addicted to alcohol or... Gambling. Gambling, yeah. Or shopping. Shopping. Yes. If you're low in dopamine, (laughs) any of these can be addictive triggers. So a behavior that many people have when they are deficient in dopamine is they can't stop with one. So one piece of candy. Or is that true of one alcohol drink, too? That's true of one alcoholic drink, one pair of shoes. They just can't stop with one. You know, it kind of reminds me of that Pringles commercial or the slogan, once (laughs) once you pop, you can't stop. Yes. You keep eating them, right? And Uh. that's particularly for addictive uh, people, Mm -hmm. eating eating people. I mean, addictive eaters. They can't stop with one chip. Can't just stop with one. No. No. So... In reality, all the talk therapy in the world cannot increase your dopamine. No. It doesn't. And we've seen that with people. It's like they and they've and they've mentioned that to us. I feel like a failure. I've been going back and talking about this again and again with, you know, my psychologist, you know, what's going on? Right. So the only way that you can increase your dopamine is to increase the amount of animal protein you eat throughout the day. Sounds so simple. It does sound simple, doesn't it? But I find people, especially clients with addictive eating behavior, often resist making that small change of eating protein five times a day. Five times a day. And, you know, we're not talking that they have to eat a big steak every time five times a day. No. Just a little bit of protein, two to four ounces, something like that, just enough to send the amino acids to the brain that makes the dopamine. Right. That's and, you know, all. and if we're talking about just a little bit at each snack and meal, you can only imagine that those amino acids are getting into your, your system, you know, multiple times throughout the day to build those brain chemicals. And it isn't just one brain chemical. It's all it's the all brain chemicals. Yes. That you... yes. So to overcome addictive eating, again, it does sound so simple, right? <laughs> yes. Just eat protein five times a day. I decided that I didn't like how I felt when I got into a box of cereal or a package of cookies or a bag of chips. So I saw the light. So here is how I stopped my addictive eating. Why don't you try my menu? I bet it'll work for you. And it is so delicious. 
So so you're actually going to share how you did this. I am. I'm going to share with people how I got over that addictive eating pattern. How did I get over that? And it started to build my brain chemicals. Okay. So if anybody has a pen and paper out there, kind of write <laughs> some of this down. How about that? So first, I have about two to three eggs for breakfast with veggies. I don't know, spinach, maybe a little sweet potato. And so butter. now, Katie, did yes. you, because we got up, we get up early on these Saturday We sure morning. do. <laughs> I woke up early this morning. And yes. did you have your eggs this morning? I did. I okay. had my eggs and, and I, I had did my too. spinach. And I feel great. Yes. Good energy. And you can tell. We all, we feel great this morning. <laughs> we do feel good. <laughs> you know, so then for a snack... Again, you get to eat again. I had deli meat with half an avocado and a fruit. For some people, you know, maybe that they like a little cream cheese on their deli meat. That Mm -hmm. would work fine. So for lunch, I have chili with a lot of grass-fed beef and maybe some celery and almond butter. Another thing I like, if you don't like celery with your your chili, I like to throw some broccoli slaw on top sometimes. Oh, that's a good idea. It gives it that kind of crunch factor. So Mm -hmm. I keep adding that. Mm -hmm. Um, For a snack... You know, I've already eaten up to four times now, right? For a snack, I have a little salmon salad with real man- real mayonnaise on sliced tomatoes and cucumbers. Finally, for dinner, I'd have a small steak, salad, and half of baked potato with some butter. It's so good. So, and I feel so good throughout the day. Right. So eating real food several times a day sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. And we know from hundreds of clients that it works. Mm-hmm. But there's always a but. There's always sometimes clients resist the structure or they know they'll get a temporary high from eating sugar or gluten or some other kind of processed carbohydrates Mm -hmm. like a muffin, you know, and honestly, and clients tell us this all the time. The sugar kind of high is very short lived, very short lived. It goes up and then it comes down. And but some clients, they hang on to that little bit of high um, but we know that there is an answer even for these people if they're hanging on to that sugar high. As it's, short as it may be. As short as it may be. Right. We still have an answer for people like that. So, Katie, do we have any kind of a caller? We do have uh, a caller. Okay. So let's go ahead and take the caller. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Christy, you have a question for us. I do. Um, I've been a vegetarian for about 15 years, and mm-hmm. I'm slowly going vegan. And so to hear you say you have to have animal protein, but I can't remember how many times you said, what alternatives do you have for vegans? Well, that's a good question. That you is know, a good question. You, you have to figure out, I mean, you know, a vegan doesn't even use whey protein powder. Unless you're a vegan that would, I mean, that would be one solution is to get some whey protein or some egg white protein, or eating eggs. I mean, it just depends on, you know, people, sometimes they say they're vegan, they're, they're vegetarian, and they still eat fish. They just don't eat beef. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to look at it. So, right. But, you know, to be honest with you, the only way that you make complete protein or all your amino acids to make your neurotransmitters is to get the, you know, some type of animal protein. So, um, and you know, I don't think you want to take it in supplement form to get those amino acids. I mean, that doesn't make sense to us when it really would come from food. So there you are. That's a 
Uh, and another thought, sometimes I have some of my vegetarian clients, they, they trend vegetarian. There's different reasons people are vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But some people trend vegetarian because they almost intuitively understand their body doesn't have the ability to break down some of the food. So some people are kind of low in Hydrochlor- stomach acid, stomach like hydrochloric acid. acid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if that's you... Then uh, you usually have them take a digestive enzyme yes. to be able to help break down. Yes. So, you know, we don't have a perfect answer for you to be, you know, there isn't, there isn't any other solution. You know, but at least if you're, if you're not as, not the vegan, you can have some of the dairy products and some of the whey protein powders and some, some people do fish and eggs. And sometimes I think also that if you have a, like a non-stress life, um, some people can actually maintain really good health as mm-hmm. a vegetarian if they have just a non-stress life. Um, a lot of us have more of a stressful life, and we use up our neurotransmitters, our brain chemicals, very fast because of our lifestyle. Um, even though it's a happy lifestyle, we're still doing a lot of things, and it's probably more stressful than if you were in a place where you were doing a lot of meditating and a lot of yoga and a lot of less stress things, then sometimes we don't need as much animal protein in our diet. So, you know, that's kind of how we would look at it. And I hope we answered your questions. Okay, thank you very much. (laughs) All right, thanks for calling in, Christy. There is no perfect answer for that. It's a, a, you know, it's a transition, you know. For some people, it depends on the person. Some people are ready to eat. Um, some proteins. Oh my gosh, it's time for this break again. You know, time really does fly when you're having fun, doesn't it? (laughs) So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you want to develop the habit of eating better, I recommend taking the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. For three months, you get to practice good eating, so it then becomes a habit. We meet once a week for 12 weeks for nutrition information and support. And I know that we have a, a Nutrition for Weight Loss program starting in Lakeville next Saturday. I believe it's from 1030 to 1130. Yes, it is. Yes. And uh, I know that Michelle is teaching it. She's a fun teacher. She sure is. And people will have a great time. And we're trying to offer different times in different areas just to see if we can help people if it fits into their schedule better. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that a little bit. And, you know, we have it in Lakeville, but they're all over. So yes. go online and check out our class calendar. They will be starting up again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so included in that Nutrition for Weight Loss program is a two-hour nutrition counseling session with a nutritionist where you really get to sit, sit down and dig through um, your biochemistry. So I would like to read a comment from a Nutrition for Weight Loss class member who just completed her session. So she says, I am so glad that you offer these classes. It is such a sensible, doable approach, and I love the emphasis on the long-term changes. The plan doesn't end when the 12 weeks are over. I think that's... That's key. Yeah. That is key. key. It doesn't end after that. So this class is all about health and eating to support your health and your weight loss. So call 651-699-3438, and we will tell you more. back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you would like us to bring the Weight and Wellness Weekend Series to your company or to your church or to your women's group, you know, or even to your town, you know, please give us a call at 651-699-3438. And Nancy will actually call you back and get the information and set up all the details and take care of you and we'll get it all set up. 
And before break, we were talking about sometimes we have resistant clients mm-hmm. who just, they have a hard time thinking, okay, I'm going to eat five times a day. Oh, that's a big step that's right there. That's a big step. And then I'm going to eat a little bit of protein and a little bit of carbohydrate and a little bit of fat five times a day. And because they know that they're not going to be eating sugar, mm-hmm. and so they'll be losing that sugar high that they temporarily get. And so we need to work a little bit harder with those clients sometimes. Yeah, that's the kind of client um, that there is a positive solution for. It's what we do with them is we have them schedule weekly appointments with one of our nutritionists to help reinforce the need for structure, the need for protein, and the need for balance. You know, I find that slowly these clients get better. They have less relapses, and their brain chemistry becomes more normalized. They build up their dopamine and serotonin, and they have less cravings. They need the support, they need the structures, the structure, and they need to hear it over and over again. Now, you just kind of heard the information, and you said, I got it. I can do this. Yes. Right. And that's the way some people are. Right. They get it. They sit down with us in a mm-hmm. consultation. You know, maybe they come in once a month, but they don't need to come in every week. Right. But they understand, and they can do it. Right. But then other people... They need a little bit more encouragement, Mm -hmm. a little more support, and so that's what we do. Mm -hmm. But the end result is we want to balance out their brain chemistry so that they don't have these intense cravings and they're not looking for that artificial high. Yes. That's basically what it is. You know, and so whatever your learning style is... It's we have a different solution for you. Right. And I think it all goes back to what their personal brain chemistry yes. is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just need to support it carefully. Continually. Yep. Yes. You know, as listeners know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we always believe food comes first. But in some cases, we need to recommend some sub- supplements to jumpstart the healing process. So, to, and I have found this to work because for some clients with addictive eating, I have figured out four key supplements. This is Dar's magic formula. <laughs> yeah. First, I have them take one bifido balance before each meal. And we know that that's a supplement that helps mm-hmm. the intestinal tract so that then when you eat a little bit of meat, you actually make more of your brain chemicals. Yeah, that, we need that. Yeah, that's that good probiotic, that good bacteria that we need in our gut. Exactly. And then I have people take 2-L-glutamine and before each meal. And glutamine is an amino acid. Yes. And it helps, again, to balance out the intestinal tract. And it does a couple of other things. And then I have them take 3-Crave Control Plus before each meal. And then one other thing that I have them take is omega-3, but a special kind of omega-3 called DHA. And DHA is the brain fat that we have. Yes, it's the exact fat we have in our brain. And if we want to change our brain chemistry, we can imagine that we want a lot of good fats um, in our brain Because our basically, you know, if you look at your brain tissue, it's basically fat. 60 to 70 percent fat in our brains. So we want good fat. Yes. So if somebody ever calls you a fathead, right? <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> that is. Right? So the bifido balance um, that Dar was talking about helps balance digestion really so your body can make serotonin and dopamine, that other brain chemical we were talking about, from the animal proteins you are eating throughout the day. 
So if we think about our digestive systems, we have a manufacturing plant in our intestinal tract that makes serotonin and dopamine when we eat meat, eggs, and fish. So again, let me emphasize this. Addictive eating is related to low serotonin and low dopamine. It's not you. Addiction is related to brain chemistry. So feel free to remove your emotional eater tag. Ah, that's freeing, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So, Katie, I think what we should do is probably take a caller. Yes, we do have a caller. we'll come back and talk a little bit more about how these other supplements work after we take the caller. Works perfect. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Joanne, you have a question for us. Hi, thank you. Yes, um, I have been eating the weight, uh, the nutritional weight and wellness way for about a year and a half. I've lost 70 pounds. Wow. Wow. And uh, it does work. Um, I understand the, the mind-gut connection and having a good, healthy uh, moods and attitudes and stuff. And so I'm constantly trying to work on my healthy gut flora. Mm-hmm. Good I'm, for you. Thank you. I'm struggling with being able to purchase, if there is any such thing um, that I can get at a Whole Foods store, uh, for example, that I can drink, like some kind of probiotic. I see things, but they're all pasteurized. I don't believe that they have all those fermented things that I need. I'm not into making my own sauerkraut like I should. (laughs) You know, I think you have to take a supplement. And in fact... um, uh, I think you probably need to take like our bifidobacteria, which is comes in a capsule, or our bifido powder, um, which is a, a core, it's a powder and it's a little bit stronger than the bifido. And you can take that just in water through the day. Yes. And, you know, there's another, um, aside from the supplement, you can do things like, I know at Whole Foods or co-ops, they have like a miso paste. Mm-hmm. So Miso. I've never heard of that before. That's, so, that's a Japanese um, fermented Soybean broth, yeah. yeah. Oh, Um, okay. So you put that in a little water, that would be some good bacteria. You can buy, a good brand is like a Bubby's. um, Of sauerkraut. Of sauerkraut, yes. Mm -hmm. Bubby's. Bubby's. Okay, that's great. Yes. (laughs) That's great. I'm looking for as much convenience because I do so much of my own cooking, but I'm trying to speed things up. And then my other question was, I'm, I'm confused about coconut milk. Do I have to have it in the can? Can I buy the silk brand that's full of the, I don't know, carrageenan and guar gum? Um, I think it depends on how sensitive your system is. Mm-hmm. You know, the canned coconut milk has more fat in it and probably has less, it definitely it, has less additives. It's just cleaner. Yes, it is. And so... You know, taking using a fourth of a, a cup of that is in a shake or something is probably the best. But then for convenience, uh, we sometimes use a carton of coconut milk. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it, it again. It goes back to how sensitive your system is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it sounds like you've been doing a fantastic job. Yes. Well, with good your for help, you. I'm grateful. Okay. Oh, thank good. you. Thank you, Joanne. <laughs> thank you very very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks. So, okay, we were talking, let's see, how is our time? We'll just a couple of more minutes here. Yes, we can do it. Um, You know, we were talking about some of the supplements that help. So, you know, I think one of the things that we were talking about, you were just talked about bifidobacteria. Yep. Okay. And uh, I think that we should talk a little bit more about... uh, Go ahead. L-glutamine. Okay. L-glutamine is another one that's really important, important for the digestive system. So that's uh, L-glutamine is actually an amino acid, mm-hmm. and it supports the production of another brain chemical called GABA. 
Yes. And GABA is a great brain chemical. Uh, it helps us feel relaxed. You know, we have less sugar cravings when we use, uh, when we're able to make GABA. And when we have sufficient um, L-glutamine, we have less sugar cravings. Um, in fact, it's used sometimes in treatment centers now to reduce alcohol yes. and sugar cravings yes. in people going through chemical addiction. So, um, you know, again, it, we keep going back to this same thought that addictive eating is related to insufficient brain chemicals. So everything we're doing, we're trying to build up these brain build. chemicals. That's the biggest take-home message, that this addictive eating is brain chemistry related. Yes. So I think it's time to take a break. All right. <laughs> um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are struggling with addictive eating, here are some hints about compulsive eating I have found for myself. When I used to start my day with a bowl of cereal... I was hungry all day long. Maybe you can relate. You know, I had sugar cravings and I was out of control all day. My brain wasn't focused on studying or being creative. It was really just searching for my next fix, whether it's granola bars or whether it was toast. You know, so if I ate low-fat yogurt for lunch, again, I was out of control. Two hours later, I was headed right back into the drawer for the M&Ms. So if I find I eat foods containing food, containing gluten, you know, kind of, bread, crackers, or pasta, a few hours later, I'm out of control and I want chips and candy. If you have an addictive eating problem, nutrition is the answer. Nutritional counseling and direction is really the answer. Call me. Call me and Dar. We'd be happy to talk at 651-699-3438. It's the time of year when half the people you know are sipping so-called shakes or eating low-cal meal replacements. Diet gimmicks may get short-term results, but to truly change your health and change your body, you have to change your nutrition. And to do that, you need nutritional weight and wellness. For more than 25 years, their licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have offered classes, consultations, and counseling. Nutritional weight and wellness started in the Twin Cities and is only in Minnesota. It's not a national chain that drops franchises and sales people into town only to vanish a few years later. Nutritional Weight and Wellness will give you the know-how and motivation to make changes that will make a difference for the rest of your life. Sign up for a class or come in for a one-on-one -on -one consultation. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wyzetta, North Oaks, and Lakeville and offers classes at many other Twin Cities locations. Call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I think we talked about this before, but our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes start this coming Monday, and they start, we talked about next Saturday. They're in Lakeville between 1030 and 1130, mm -hmm. and they're in St. Paul. We have a couple of classes in St. Paul. We have Maple Thank Grove. Grove. We have Wyzetta. We yeah. have North Oaks. They're and, all over. Yes, and they're great classes, and they're different times of the day so that we fit your schedule. Um, and if you're struggling with addictive eating, hmm, you can book on a nutrition counseling appointment by phone, by Skype, or in person. Skype. Now, yes. that is neat. For anybody listening out in Radioland that, that's mm -hmm. not here in Minnesota, yes. we can Skype. Yes. Yes. And that works very nicely. It does. So you want to deal with an autoimmune problem, again, you can book an appointment on the phone, through Skype, or in person. 
So just call 651-699-34 to sign up, or you can actually sign up online at weightandwellness.com. So, Katie, we were talking about sometimes food is always our first choice when we're working with people, but sometimes we need to kind of jumpstart a person's brain chemical chemistry or their digestive system or whatever, and so then we add some supplements for a period of time. Absolutely. So we it's talk- not some, something that they're going to have to take for the rest of no. their life, usually. No. Unless Ab- it's vitamin D, and yes, yeah. then maybe. <laughs> then that's another story. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about bifido and glutamine, um, but another one we want to kind of dig into here is something called Crave Control Plus. Now, this was actually formulated by Dar herself. Mm-hmm. It's made up of amino acids that help make serotonin and dopamine. So when you are deficient in serotonin and dopamine, you are more prone to having an addiction problem such as alcoholism or addictive eating. So what we like to do is teach people how to eat to have good brain chemistry. I don't care what it is, mm-hmm. everybody. But sometimes, again, we talked about we, sometimes we need to use some supplements to jumpstart that healing process. And we look at addictive eating is a serious health problem. And I find those who have constant food thoughts. And Katie, you can probably relate to this. Oh, absolutely. When I was when I was a vegetarian and I wasn't really fueling my brain chemistry from my food, it's it's all I could do. I wasn't being creative or being able to study. I was just always thinking about when am I going to get my next, I don't know, I called it my fix, mm-hmm. my cereal or my granola bars or toast or any any one of these things. I couldn't direct my energy to the things I should have. So in reality, when you have constant food thoughts, Mm -hmm. it holds people back from being who they are really meant to be. Mm -hmm. You can't flourish if all you're thinking about is... The next box of cereal. Yes, absolutely not. So, I mean, it's a serious health problem. And I think maybe a lot of light bulbs are going on for people as we discuss this. Mm -hmm. So you might ask, why do we practice nutrition? Well, really, because we know the importance of it, and maybe mm-hmm. we've experienced in our lives the importance of it. But also, we, we love to pass on the knowledge that we learn. We love teaching you to eat real food, encouraging you to eat in balance with animal proteins, vegetable carbohydrates, and good fats like mm, butter, olive oil, and nuts to really balance your brain chemistry, preventing chronic illness and creating sufficient energy for life. So for many people, changes, you know, in your nutrition is a slow process. We know that. Mm -hmm. For others, as we talked, it happens like with one consultation, one class. Yes. And, you know, whoever you are, however you make changes, we know we can help you be the person that you really want to be. Absolutely. And so we're going to dig into just a little bit of other reasons that some people have addictive eating. Absolutely. Let's talk about a different sort of food addiction, an addiction to foods that you are unknowingly allergic to. We're going to try to help you determine if you are actually having an allergic reaction to those foods you just love. Sugar is perhaps a more obvious food that can be very addicting for some, but there are a couple other foods that create addictive patterns in people, and those two foods have been held on a golden pedestal for many in the health industry, but for some, The proteins in these foods can be very destructive and very addicting. So can anyone out in Radioland guess the two foods we are talking about? I bet some of you have your thinking caps on. You guessed dairy and wheat products. You guessed correct. So the interesting thing is the casein in dairy and the gluten in wheat, rye, barley, and oats can be pretty addictive. and, And it's also allergic for certain individuals. So here's what happens for some. You eat gluten or casein and dairy, 
and it triggers a release of molecules that fit directly into your opiate receptors, creating instant comfort and pleasure. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, I hope that's not me, (laughs) because you just love milk. Yes. Or maybe you love pizza. Or maybe you just love cookies or even ice cream. And we know that there's a great book called The Diet Cure by Julia Ross, and she gives a few clues on how to identify if these allergic addiction-type foods are a problem for you. Yeah, so. it's, it's this kind of this allergy addiction response in the body. Um, so here are some ways you could tell. One, you consistently eat too much of them and you are horrified at the idea of losing them. So, so if I, we're talking about ice cream. Yes. Yeah, so if I said you can't have your ice cream anymore and all of a sudden you feel like oh, I could never give up my ice cream, that could be a clue. Or even if you uh, know that a serving is a half a cup. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't stop at a half a cup. Yeah, you, you eat the whole pint. Yes. I mean, so that might be a clue. Yes, that would be a definitely clue. How about milk? You know, milk. You know, and I've, I've witnessed this before, mm-hmm. and I think we both have. Is if you say to somebody, like a client, like, I think you're reacting to milk. I don't think you should be drinking milk. And these Let's, are the people that are drinking about six a, glasses. Yes, a day. And you say, okay, no more milk. And it's just, oh, I can't give up my milk. Um, or two, you know, you have uncomfortable, even dangerous allergy symptoms that you never associated with your diet. So talk, talk about that a little bit more, Katie. You know, so maybe you eat these foods and then, you know, it could be 24, 48 hours later, all of a sudden you're feeling gas or bloating, or maybe you have sinus, sinus problem. problems, post-nasal drip, you mm-hmm. know, phlegm in your throat, things like that. You know, and a third thing is when you totally eliminate these foods, those symptoms I was talking about, they disappear. So does this ring a bell with anyone? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good question. So maybe some of these foods you're addicted to are also producing allergic reactions such as constipation, gas, bloating, diarrhea, low energy, skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, acne, ADD. I mean, you just can't focus. Yes. And even joint pain. So the foods you're eating could be causing your joint pain. Mm -hmm. You know, so really, if you're relating to that and you think to yourself, what? Some of those foods that Dar and Katie are talking about, I might be allergic to them, but I, I also think I'm addicted to them. You know, what's happening is, you know, say your milk or your pizza, whatever it may be, what's happening is it's reacting negatively in your system. So how about this? If you're thinking that, that maybe some of these foods are reacting negatively in your system, I'm challenging you. Mm-hmm. How about for two weeks, just two weeks, not two years, not forever, just try for two weeks. Go completely free of them for whatever it might be and just see how you feel. The elimination process is the best way. Perhaps you'll reap more energy. You'll have better moods and less cravings. In the words of one of my clients, you know, whenever I have that gluten, it just drives my cravings and I want more and more. And we hear that so often, we, don't we? We do. We hear it so often. And so often it's when people come in, it's that's the challenge, okay? You know, we almost discover, I think you're reacting to this food, and I think you're reacting, you know, to the pizza or the, you know, the, the milk. So why don't you give it up? You know, at first, it's a completely new idea. You know, right. but I've always drank milk. But mm-hmm. I've always had pizza on Friday nights. That's just what we do. And I've always had a stomachache. <laughs> and I've always had a stomachache, yeah. And once people make, you know, 
A and B connection mm-hmm. um, and you say, okay, just two weeks or three weeks and just see how you feel. It's kind of like a fog lifts for them. It's kind of like. So it's kind of interesting when we look at addictive eating, mm-hmm. there's so many components to addictive eating. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things that affect your brain chemistry. And it's like you have to sit down with someone and problem solve and figure it out so that you can not have those constant food thoughts going all the time. And you can actually become who you really are meant to be in this life. Absolutely. And it's not stopping you from, I don't know, it's like it's almost like people don't even live in their own body when they have cravings for cereal or cravings. Right, Katie? Absolutely. It's like it's an out-of-world type thing. So, well, you know, that wraps up another fun-filled episode of Dishing Up Nutrition. It was a pleasure, Dar. It was. Thanks, Katie. Absolutely. And to all you listening, remember, always remember, change your food, change your life. Thank you. Thanks. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.